time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Well, welcome back to another podcast. Great to have you with us here on the Retirement Roadmap. Walter Sorholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Muir's Chapel Road. You can find them online by going to roadmapfinancial.com. Glenn, it's great to be back with you once again. We're recording post-Thanksgiving, pre-Christmas time. So it's that beginning of the year, you know, December time frame where you get that one last breath before the rest of the holidays kind of, uh, you know, bear down on us. And uh, boy, so much has happened in the world since we last spoke. How have you been? Well, I've been doing all right, Walter. Just kind of, you know, hunkered down as the rest of the country has been as well, <laughs> staying safe and getting a lot of, you know, uh, Work done, working with clients, and uh, you know, end of the year planning and those kinds of things. But uh, overall, things are going things are going pretty well, uh, I have to say. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm looking forward, you know, into next year and uh, have a lot of hope that uh, we've got some light at the end of the tunnel um, uh, for all the craziness that we're that we're viewing through the world. Yeah, fingers crossed we can make 2021 a little bit more uh, sane year than 2020 has been. That's for sure. Uh, We've got lots of great topics to talk about as we wrap up 2020 and look forward to next year. And uh, over the next couple of weeks, we'll be tackling some good things for you to kind of be paying attention to, I think. And uh, and we'll, of course, have some all brand new topics and things to talk about come the new year. But as far as today's show, we want to talk about one of those really popular investment vehicles, especially for anybody working and uh, who's maybe had a, a long career working for you know a decent sized company that has a 401k or similar kind of plan. And Glenn, we've put together kind of a uh, 401k frequently asked questions list for you. So it's like we're going to the website, we're going to click on that FAQ section, and uh, we've got a few headlines to run through on the show today. So we're going to address all of those frequently asked questions. Uh, I know that one question that gets asked a lot is about the advice that you can get surrounding your 401k. So when you work with a company, some of them offer this to their employees. You can get free advice or perhaps advice offered at a very low fee. And it's very common for people to wonder if it's a good idea to take advantage of that or not. What's your perspective? Right. Well, I mean, Walter, I mean, you you might be might not be surprised to, to hear me say it depends. Right. I mean, for the most part, I mean, generic. I'm not a big fan of generic advice, you know, necessarily, um, because I think everybody's situation is a little different, particularly as you're approaching um, retirement or you're in retirement. And obviously we're, you know, when we're thinking about the preservation and distribution years versus the accumulation, you know, years of, uh, of your, you know, through your working years and, and, you know, saving for retirement. But in general, I mean, I think that, you know, the, the advice that they give there in terms of just, you know, the, how the, um, the plan works and, you know, the, you know, you know, how to contact folks to make changes and, you know, and to, you know, create your allocations and things like that. Obviously, those things are, you know, those things are, you know, you, you know, good to have and, you, and, and good to have those contact numbers of who to get, you know, who to reach and that kind of thing. Um, as far as the actual investment advice and things like that, you know, again, you have to kind of take that with a grain of salt and there, and there is no one size fits all. There are some folks out there that are, you uh, have a little bit more of a skill set than some others. You know, a lot of times those are administrative type of folks and, you know, they, they, uh, you know, they'll just say, you know, they kind of look at your age and say, okay, well you fall into this category and you should be doing this or you should be doing that. And, you know, again, that it may, you know, in general, you know, if, if you're going to listen to generic type advice, you know, again, I'm not really a big fan of that on one hand. On the other hand, it probably is more applicable the younger you are. 
because you know in 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 most cases younger folks have have less accumulated and so they're really just kind of getting started and putting you know starting to get some money into those retirement accounts so i would kind of look at it in that regard obviously the closer you're getting to retirement or if you have other other assets that are out there or you know you're planning you know when you're getting closer and closer to retirement we have to start thinking about you know what does your diversification look like and and that's not just in terms of the assets that are in there but but in terms of you know the taxation diversification and all the different things you know when we talk about you know Roth type accounts Roth 401k's IRAs pre-tax accounts all of that and you know social security all of those things start to play into how you should manage that 401k and and they're not really going to give you that kind of advice because they're really just looking at that particular plan and the investment choices that are inside of that plan and that's really a subset of your overall plan and and so it's it's really you, you got to think in terms of well what does my whole picture look like and and uh, that kind of thing but at the same time you know it's it's good to at least know what what's there and available because there are going to be situations where you do need to reach out and, and touch base and and you and you like to have at least a contact person if that makes sense yeah it does that make sense I think that's good for perspective, Glenn. Uh, moving on to another topic, what about 401k loans? Is that ever a good idea or usually a bad idea? Well, it's usually not a great idea, Walter. And and um, I say usually because, you know, there are some situations where folks don't really have a whole lot of other choices, you know, and they may need some money, you know, to and have access to it. But in general terms, you know, the, it's, the dynamics of it are, are, are challenging because when you take, if you take a 401k loan, then you're literally borrowing the money out of your account. So, you know, you're, and then you're paying it back. So when you borrow it out, that means the money's not there. It can't participate with, you know, with the market because it's out and you're in the process of paying it back. So, you know, depending upon where the markets are, if, you know, if they're, you know, having a big run to the upside, you're missing out on that. So that's one piece of it. But another piece of it is the taxation of it. You start thinking about the fact that when you put money into a 401k, you know, if it's, you know, particularly if it's a, a pre-tax or what we would call a traditional 401k, you're putting those dollars in there before taxes, right? And the, and the, and the whole idea is, is that you're going to pay taxes when that money comes out, um, you know, in your retirement years. So that said, if you borrow money out, so then what happens is, is you've put money in pre-tax and now you borrow it. And now when you go to pay it back, you're paying it back with after-tax dollars. And so when you're paying it back with after-tax dollars and you're putting that back in, in essence, the interest that you're paying is, you know, it is going back to you, but you're, you're going to be paying tax on that interest part of your, of your repayment twice because you've paid, you've paid taxes on it as you know as you've as you received it in terms of after tax dollars and now you're putting it back into the 401k and so it's you know you're getting you then you're going to get taxed on it when it comes back out again and so that's something to be aware of that said be careful of always you know and you know that you never and and those type those types of words because there are situations where you know it, it, it sometimes it's it's the best option of, of what's there you know sometimes folks may have had you know uh, you know some sort of a you know a, a you know bad event or maybe their their credit's bad and they, they need access to capital and so you know sometimes it's it's there and and you know it it, it has to be but just be aware as in anything else when you're when you take an action in your financial life make sure you understand the all of the ramifications of it rather than just saying oh well i'll just take this loan out and i'll just pay it back it, it just you got to realize what what it is that you're doing there if that makes sense 
That does make sense. Yeah, go in with eyes wide open when it comes exactly. to something like that. Really know what you're getting yourself into and uh, really think through a decision like that. Now, more often, I'm sure you're having conversations about things like rollovers, uh, probably one of the more popular topics when you discuss an IRA or a 401k and that kind of thing. So what about 401k rollovers? When does that make sense and when does it not? Well, Walter, you have to, you know, there's, there's 401ks and IRAs are similar, but they're, they're not exactly the same, right? And so you have to realize there's a, there's a couple things with 401ks that, um, that are different than IRAs. Obviously, your contribution you know, limits are different, but you know, the, um, you know, when, you, when you go to roll over something into an IRA, well, you, when, when it rolls over into an IRA, now you have a lot more choices. You can basically invest in virtually anything that's out there in the marketplace that, that, you know, that can be inside of an IRA. Whereas with, when you're, if you're in a 401k, you have to choose with what, what the options are within that 401k structure or within that plan. And so those are, that, that's one of the biggest differences. The one thing that we, we you need to think in terms about is what we were just talking about, you know, with 401k loans. You know, typically in most most cases, you know, you have access to a 401k loan, uh, the, uh, being able to tap some of that money in, in the form of a loan if you needed to or wanted to. Whereas with an IRA, you're not allowed to. There's, there's not really a scenario where you're, you're, you can borrow from your IRA. So that's a little that's a little different as well. You know, if you're retiring early, then, you know, you have and you know, let's say when I say early, meaning, you know, um, if you are, say, 55, somewhere between 55 and 59 and a half. Well, there are some situations where if you're retiring then and you're going to need money from, you know, from those funds that, you know, you may be able to access it in a, in a 401k between 55 and 59 and a half without having that 10% penalty. So if that's something that you're needing to th consider and think about, then you, know, that you might want to keep money in or at least a portion of money in that 401k. Otherwise, you know, if you have more choices, you know, that, you know, in, in an IRA structure, then you might want to think about doing that. One of the times that people, you know, tend to do rollovers, number one, you know, maybe when you change jobs, you know, and now you're now you're moving to a different uh, different company, different position. That 401k is now eligible to be you know rolled over, either transferred into into the new employer's plan or rolled over into an IRA. You might, as you get as you get um, closer to retirement, and you and you feel like, hey, I want to start planning and I want to start positioning my dollars into an overall, you know, financial plan, a retirement plan, or a retirement income plan. You might want to be thinking about what we would call an in-service distribution or an in-service rollover. If you're 59 and a half or older, you know, most plans allow for you to be able to, you know, to roll funds over, and then you can start to do some planning. So again, it's not a one case, you know, one size fits all, something that you want to consider. And again, know what your choices are and what your options are. And so then you're making, you know, you have the ability to make a decision based on facts and information rather than just saying, well, you know, everybody says I should roll over or everybody says, you know, or somebody says I shouldn't, you know, and, and then you get into that water cooler talk where, you know, you know, somebody at work said that this is what they did. And I guess, well, I, maybe that sounds good for me, too. You, you really want to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it rather than just possibly just, you know, making a, you know, a decision just kind of impulsive or based on, you know, partial information. You really want to make sure you're informed. Do you have some of these 401k frequently asked questions yourself? Don't hesitate to ask them to Glenn. You can do that one on one and have a conversation about your overall financial plan as well. 
by calling 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Or go online to roadmapfinancial.com and click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page. Inside of a 401k, we often see options like target date funds. And it seems to be the default option that a lot of people choose when it comes to, you know, okay, we've got this 401k, we've got the vehicle, but what investments do we put inside there? And target date funds end up being uh, the easy choice for a lot of people. Hey, I think I might retire in, you know, 2045. I'll pick that as the retirement date I want to use. Well, I guess I kind of fast forwarded right. a lot there, but uh, <laughs> to, to a 20, uh, 2030, maybe. Yeah, let's pick that date. Uh, I'll right. pick that target date fund. Are they good options for most people? I mean, is that the, the way to go? Well, again, I mean, it, you know, it's going to depend, obviously. But one of the things that you got to realize is, is that, I mean, target date funds is kind of a simplistic way of saying, okay, well, you're this age, and that kind of gives, you know, a, a general idea, again, of just general advice of saying, well, if you're, the, you know, then, then as you get older, you know, your risk, you should, you know, stop stop taking quite as much risk as maybe what you did when when you were younger, and so, you know, the closer that date is, that target date fund, theoretically, anyway, there's it's supposed to be a, a more conservative type of portfolio. That said. You, you can take a look at those funds and they then they perform. Let's say, for instance, if you if you're looking at a 2030, you know, target date fund and you look at it, you know, with one mutual fund provider and then you look at it another one and then you look at it a third. Well, you know, they can have wildly different um, performance, uh, you know, in, in terms of, you know, how how one did versus the other. And, you know, what's actually in there, you know, theoretically, it's supposed to be, you know, more conservative as you get closer, but that doesn't always hold true. I mean, it, it may hold true within that family of funds, but when you're comparing other, you know, other products that are that are supposed to be similar in the marketplace, i.e. that, you know, you're looking at multiple different, you know, again, in our example, 2030 funds, they should have similar type of, you know, results because they should be positioned, you know, similarly. But that said, you, you can find, you know, why this disparities there. So just be aware that it's it's kind of a shortcut to trying to, you know, to, you know, make choices. I don't normally think that that's the, the greatest idea in the world. But again, if you're in that situation where you're simply just taking the, you know, the free advice that's there with the, with the 401k, it might be an option. But again, I, I don't know that it's it's necessarily the best thing for most people. I think most people, you know, if they're if they're saving and particularly if they're saving significant amounts of money into their 401k or they've accumulated, a, you know, a significant amount into their 401k, they really ought to be doing, you know, more in-depth analysis as to how they're how they're doing things and how they're positioning things rather than just picking a target date fund. That's a great point, Glenn, and that is definitely one that's on the list. That conversation about what investments to have inside your 401k, definitely a big piece of the puzzle and part of the equation. Now, sometimes it's just as simple as what amount do I contribute to this plan? And that comes down to looking at the company match. Should you put in more? Um, should you ever put in less than the company match? I ask that question kind of knowing the answer to it, but how do you guide people on how much to put into those types of accounts? Well, Walter, I think it really does depend, right? I mean, I think the, you know, I mean, if you, you, you really want to seriously consider and you probably should, you know, so to speak, put in, you know, and get in the, the maximum, you know, back from the company match. I mean, because that, that's just, it's just their, whatever, you know, when you put in money, they put in extra money. That's kind of a no brainer. It's almost kind of like free money in a way. So you, you really want to make sure that you're taking advantage of that. That said, when it goes beyond, you know, it's like, well, how much more should you put in? Again, it kind of depends, right? I mean, you know, a lot of folks say, well, you should only put on to the match and then that's it. Well, 
again, that's that, that's probably again general advice. You know, is 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 not necessarily a bad thing, but everybody's situation is different. I've seen situations where folks, you know, are you know they they didn't start saving you know until much later in life, and so they're trying to catch up in terms of you know how much money can I put away into my in you know in you know to my retirement funds, and you know you have a limited amount that you can put into into IRAs. And you can put in a whole lot more into a 401k. So if you kind of got a late start, it might be a scenario where you might put in more. You might go, you know, you might go all the way. Again, it depends on your particular situation. I think that you know when you're when you're you know when you're first starting off and your and your your income is much lower, it's kind of harder to do more. But some some folks do. But you you have to kind of think in terms of the contribution amount. And then also, you know, I think we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, Roth versus traditional. You know, sometimes you think kind of think in terms of, well, we want to have some diversification in terms of tax treatment of the type of account. And so I've seen situations where folks, you know, they maybe they didn't they would didn't realize that they had a you know a 401k Roth option, or maybe they didn't have one, but they just got they just you know the company just added it, or they maybe they changed jobs and they didn't have it before, and you know and now they have it. So you know the the contribution amount sometimes also depends upon the the amount of diversification you have in terms of taxation in your overall retirement portfolio. And so you know being able to put more money away in in terms of you know tax favored accounts that might have a a little bit different answer in terms of contribution amount versus if you're only thinking about pre-tax dollars. So again, in a, in a long answer, Walter, it's, it's really kind of around, you know, what is your particular situation and what are your needs going to be? How much money do you need to have saved for retirement and how much time do you have and what kind of vehicles do you have access to to be able to put money away? And I think it's going to be a little different for each person. You know, but in general, you know, if, if I could talk about, you know, just, you know, put making those contributions, I would tell everybody, if you can, certainly get the matching money and then let's get some independent and, and individualized advice in terms of whether or not you should do more or j- only that much. All right. Last but not least, Glenn, this has become a little bit more of a, you know, recently ad- added item on the 401k FAQ as they have become more frequent options for many people who are in these accounts, where now you get this option in many plans to have a Roth option in your 401k versus just the traditional contributions. Should people take advantage of that? Right. Well, first, of all, let's make sure that everybody's aware, understanding that you know the difference between the Roth and the traditional. Obviously, the, the traditional is when you're putting dollars into your 401k traditional type of account, that means you're putting it in pre-tax. In other words, you're taking wages and saying, I'm not going to take those wages to live on and have those deposited into my checking account. I'm going to deposit those into this traditional um, 401k, which simply means I'm going to defer those wages off into the future sometime. And when I withdraw them, I'll be taxed on those on those wages, i.e. from a distribution from those 401k funds or if you've rolled it over at, you know, as it comes out of an IRA. Right. That's the traditional. And the Roth is after-tax contributions. So in other words, it's like you pay the taxes now, and then you then put it into the Roth account. Roth 401k um, is, has some you know, significant similarities to a Roth IRA in that it's that after-tax dollars. But obviously with the Roth 
401k, your contribution limits can be significantly higher. And so, again, in, in, in certain situations, it makes sense to do that in terms of, in, you know, particularly if you're late in life and you don't have a lot of diversification in terms of your, in terms of your tax picture and you want to have some degree of control over, your, over what your retirement um, taxes are going to look like. Um, again, not, sometimes I, I've seen situations where it makes all kinds of sense for folks to to really you know put a lot of money towards that towards that Roth uh, 401k. I've also seen situations where it makes sense for folks to put a lot of money towards the you know towards the you know the pre-tax. Again, it depends upon their particular situation. What we're really thinking about in terms of Roth versus traditional is taxation, and everybody's tax picture is a little bit different. And it, you know, it depends if you're if you're married, if you're single, if both uh, if you, let's say that you're married and both um, both folks have worked outside of the home and save significant amounts of money, well, that's that's a whole different scenario than if you're single or if you have a, you know, a married couple with one person has saved a lot and the other one person hasn't saved any or, or, or much less than the other has. You know, those, those kinds of situations I come across all the time and it always depends as, as to how much should you put here and how much should you put there. Really thinking about it, it's it's all about what is your what is your retirement income going to look like? And when we think about income, we have to think about income taxes as well. And our, our idea is, is that we want to be as tax efficient as we possibly can. And so you're not subject to additional taxes that you wouldn't otherwise be subject to if you had done some different planning. So we always want to look at that as part of your overall retirement income plan and whether or not you should put money into a Roth or traditional, whether that be a 401k or an IRA type of account. There is a reason so many questions pop up when it comes to 401ks, obviously an extremely popular investment vehicle, and it's often people's uh, you know, largest piece of their retirement savings as they build it up over time and throughout a working career. So asking these questions is ultimately extremely important, and then getting good answers to these questions and customized answers to your questions is really important too. And that's the next step. You know, We can cover some of the basics here on the show. But if you've never had a full, solid look at your 401k and your overall financial plan, if you're approaching retirement or getting into retirement now, boy, it's definitely time to finally you know, check that off the list and uh, check that box in terms of your retirement preparation. Get a review of your plan. You can get a free consultation with Glenn by going to RoadmapFinancial.com. That's RoadmapFinancial.com. And click the free consultation button at the bottom of the page to schedule a time to visit on your smartphone or computer. You can also call 336-291-3535 to begin the conversation that way. Glenn, thanks for walking us through these 401k FAQs. And uh, we'll look forward to another great show with you next time. Fantastic, Walter. Take care. All right, you do as well. That's Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storholt. You've been listening to the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. <laughs> 